know that the arguments will be that that situation was distinguishable. Um, the nomination, the vacancy did not arise in the presidential election year. It arose the year before in June when, when uh, Justice Powell retired and Justice Kennedy was nominated in November of the prior year. Moreover, he was nominated after Bork's nomination had failed and Ginsburg withdrew his nomination. So the, the wrangling for the spot, the conversation about the spot, the existence of the spot um, had been in play for a long time before that. Moreover, Kennedy is a moderate Republican and he replaced a moderate Republican, Powell. Um, we're talking about Justice Scalia, you know, the staunchest conservative on the court, and we're talking about him being replaced by someone who could dramatically flip the uh, balance of power on the court. It's not a lateral move. Um, you know. left of it the angry one jeff kaufman you're tuning in to danger close usa then um let me introduce myself i'm a blue collar hard-working democrat american and i believe in my bill of rights i believe in my second amendment i however do not and will not support donald trump or anybody who's um supporting him I was uh, reading about Donald Trump's um, appointee to the Supreme Court, Amy Barrett. I happen to know a few Barretts. I wonder if she's related to them. And they live in Georgia. Anyways, I was um, reading up about who she is, where she's from what she's all about saw a little bit of information that she's supposedly a Catholic and then I read uh, that she's part of the group called Praise of the People or the People's Praise or I don't know something that's not even really religiously uh, connected to the Catholic religion although you know 
I guess it's kind of like the Catholic version of the Westboro Church. If you know what the Westboro Baptist Church is all about. It's kind of like the Catholic version of that, from what I'm understanding. But I'm not going to say that I know everything about the praise of the people and people's praise or whatever the hell the name of the show is. Or a Catholic group is. Apparently it's uh, some sort of special Catholic group that's not really affiliated with the Catholic diocese. So we'll just uh, we'll leave it at that. Okay, we'll just leave it at that. But if it is what I've been reading about and understanding, it's it's kind of a giant red flag, which unexpectedly um, was not unexpected. If that makes any sense. I mean, it's not like we were expecting him to appoint anybody of any, uh, you know, that wouldn't cause uh, chaos or drama or... Um, any kind of problems whatsoever. It's not like he would appoint somebody that wouldn't carry with her or him a very easy transition into that seat of power. Of course, he would love to distract us with this, I'm sure. This is nine-tenths of what Donald Trump does. Distracts. But, you know what, we'll we'll just have to wait and see. But from what I'm understanding, and, and I'm just putting that out there, it's kind of a crazy group of people that uh, supposedly <clears throat> call themselves the praise of the people, people's praise. I, Sorry, I can't remember the exact um, title of this group. I think it was the people's praise or something along those lines, whatever it is. And I'm sorry, that sounds kind of stupid. I don't remember the name, but I remember what I read about it, right? But um, yeah, it was, it was really nothing very good, to be honest. But, I, you know, I did listen to what she had to say about uh, presidents picking a Supreme Court justice during an election year, especially during, um, like, close to a month before an election. I did listen to what she had to say about that, but knowing that she accepted the appointees kind of, you know, makes her a hypocrite. Or a liar, however you want to phrase that, when you come out and say that, you know, you don't agree to a Supreme Court nominee being brought into the Supreme Court during an election year, let alone this close to an election, and she weighed in on that with her point of view, kind of like Lindsey. Speaking of speaking of a little powder puff there in the South Carolina realm of politics, he's out there begging for money. Of course, we're all aware of that. He's begging, begging, and more begging. Apparently, he's about to lose, which is fine by a lot. I'd say, you know, half, if not three quarters of America that don't even live in South Carolina. I mean, I'm just being honest. I don't think you're going to have any. uh, There's not going to be too many people upset to be losing uh, Lindsey Graham, Mr. Flip Flop himself. You know, he also, you know, came out and said that, you know, in 2016, when uh, a seat was open during the election year, you know, he was against allowing Obama to pick a nominee and, of course, said that, you know, you can use these words against me. At no time should we, should we ever bring a Supreme Court justice in during an election year. Yeah. You know, and, and I can't blame Americans out there right now who are very worried about this election and... 
going through a lot of the propagandists, you know my list, I'm not going to talk about them because they're really a waste of my breath, but you know who I'm talking about when I say my list of propagandists. It's a, a pretty long, extensive list. You can say some, it has some pretty big names. But the narrative I've been hearing, and of course I, I talked about this before, with Donald Trump trying to get rid of the ballots. Um, I think a couple months ago I, I might have spoken about it. That uh, This is the fear that I had with him messing with the United States Postal Service at the time, was that this was his approach to trying to get rid of mail-in ballots for the selection, either before or after. And of course the narrative during that time in the propagandist world uh, supports Donald Trump was exactly that. <clears throat> and now uh, I hate to say that that narrative of letting the Supreme Court decide this election has been going on for well over two weeks on various talking platforms with Mark Levin, Sean Hannity, and the rest, the Glenn Becks and the rest of the conspirators that are undermining this country. They were talking about things like that what it would come down to, and they were, that was part of a, a little bit of a narrative that you could have caught from any one of them. And just looking back, you know, when the seat opened up, when Ruth Bader Ginsburg passed away, unfortunately, when the seat opened up, of course, they were automatically, you know, before even conf confirming with the Republican Party, of course, the talking heads, the propagandists I like to talk about a lot, we're already coming out with the narrative that, you know, we need to get someone in there before this election takes place. And the reason why is because they were saying the Democrats are going to go, you know, all balls out. They got 375 million lawyers <laughs> all lined up, ready to sue Donald Trump. The exaggerations is, is you know, just callous and... and Inferior to anybody with any kind of an intellectual ability to just decipher what's going on there. But to me, it was definitely a narrative pointing that, you know, this Supreme Court justice is going to decide this election, which is dangerous. This is the last thing America needs right now, I would say. Everything that's going on in this country right now, everything that's going on in this country right now it would not make sense to me to uh, allow this election to be decided by the Supreme Court but of course that's what it's more likely going to boil down to and we have to be prepared as Americans for Donald Trump using his weasel like ways his criminal New York idea that anybody can be bought at any price and just come to the realization that what he could be about to do is throw away the mail-in ballots, call them completely illegal, and then utilize his propagandist network and all else to his favor. And with Supreme, with a new Supreme Court justice in that seat, along with Kavanaugh, and well. It doesn't look too favorable for democracy right now, does it? It's a little frightening. 
It's a little more than frightening. It's a giant red fucking flag. Which comes to what I was about to say, which wasn't what the show is about or anything, because my show never really has a, like a true agenda or anything. I just I say what's on my mind, and, and it's basically it. But, <clears throat> you know, it, it brings to mind a, a, a very <clears throat> interesting point, <clears throat> to say the least. It brings to mind a very interesting point. You know, for in order to Trump to actually win this election, and of course, you know, I, I know a lot of people get upset when they see the uh, constant uh, barrage of his uh, rallies and the amount of people that show up for them, and people look at them and they go, "Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god!" Look at all these fucking people. But you know, there's not a good cross section there. I have watched I don't know how many hours of video footage and still footage and. All of that, you know, because you know how Donald Trump operates. It's all pageantry and, and, and showcasing and, you know, just going beyond the norm of just um, marketing himself. It goes well beyond that. And if you look at the propaganda that he produces with these rallies, and if you take a good look at the groups of people, the actual numbers of people that are there, and you just, it's just as simple as freezing the frame and just counting the white skin. I'm, I'm sorry. I mean, I'm not, you know, being racist. I'm being honest. The, the cross-section of America just isn't there. It's just not there. There's just white people. And, I, you know, I, I actually, I can probably say that I probably counted well over who knows how many faces and arms and and just looking at the crowds and, and just taking the time to really just decipher and, and, and analyze what I'm seeing. You know, the percentage of people of color, of different ethnicities being present is very far and in between. I mean, just extremely far in between. I remember one where I didn't even see one fucking black person at all or any person of color that I could decipher from the photographs. There were, there were times where I saw maybe three or four, sometimes, uh, you know, just one or two, but you know, that's, that's not a cross section of America. You're not taking, you're not taking it in, right. You're taking it in as, Oh my God, look at all these numbers of people standing there cheering for Trump. But you're not taking in the, the fact that it's a very, very scarce, uh, scarce amount of diversity there. It's hard, there's no diversity. There's nothing. It's just angry, Trump-loving white people. <clears throat> but you know, I also want to talk about a couple more things, and I and I want to take I want to take the time to uh, to to talk about. Um, basically what patriotism is in this in this nation right now and when i hear people say i'm a patriot and i support trump i'm kind of you know i don't know how to handle that because to me uh, you would think that the, the president of the united states coming out and saying that he's not going to accept these results or that the, you know we'll see what happens and when he was asked about the transfer of power the peaceful transfer of power that has been taking place in this country for you know what, fucking 230 years, um, when he's, he's, when he's not answering that question clearly, when he's, uh, doing his word salad and then when he's doing his little, well, you know how he operates. He, he, he can't really construct a full sentence. He's worse than I am because <clears throat> I have my days, but when he's sitting there, he can't, he can't commit to the peaceful transfer of power, which has happened between every president in this country throughout the course of our history, when he won't commit to that, you would think that that would be a giant red flag to anybody who calls themselves a patriot of this country. 
Now, a lot of people are going to sit there and say, well, you know, it, it's it's Donald Trump versus, you know, Democrats and, and the Democrats are going to try to get him. And, you, you know, the narrative that they spit out, you know, oh, of course, he said that because he wants to make sure it's a fair and just election. And that's what he's working for. He wants to have a fair and just election. That's what he's doing. Yeah. No, what he's saying is in, in that just, you know, I'm going to play it. I'm going to play it for you. I want you to hear it. But, you know, what he says there basically is that he's not willing to commit to that and that he's going to use these mail-in ballots to his favor. Now, he's already brought up this, you know, I don't know if you heard about the ballots that were found in the river somewhere. I don't know where the hell, I don't care. But he was boasting that, you know, ballots with his name were found floating in a river in a trash can. But what's funny is if you actually read the police report, the people who actually were on the site and none of the ballots actually had any names on them. They were blank ballots. Maybe they're undeliverable ballots. We don't know. But we know they didn't have anybody's fucking name on it. And for the president of the United States to lie to Americans and insinuate that these were all ballots with his name on it, it should be a giant red flag for people. But it's not. It's not. It, to the people that are still calling themselves patriots and still supporting Trump, it's becoming an oxymoron at this point. I don't, I don't know how you can do it and keep a straight face. I don't know how you can do it and have pride in it. I don't understand your philosophy and I don't understand what you're doing. You have the sitting president of the United States through his own means has divided this country. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to go through my speech again if you've ever heard it. The president of the United States has divided this country into two halves. He has empowered, weaponized, and strengthened and encouraged his side in this division. Meanwhile, he has demonized, demoralized, and basically uh, disfranchised the other side in this division. He has turned Americans against Americans. This isn't, this isn't just a void or a strife that has existed in this country for a long time. It, it, it has been there. I'm not saying that we've never been divided as a country in our beliefs. But we've had nobody that's ever been a sitting president sit there and purposefully increase that guide, that divide, and increase the gap, and 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 keep pushing and spreading Americans away from each other. The common sense has been devoid of intellectualism. You have the right claiming a supremacy over other ethnic groups. You have militant groups marching down people's roads and sidewalks armed to the teeth and military garb chanting white power as we saw in Louisville Kentucky I mean what what have we come to as a country when we as Americans call ourselves patriots but yet when we see a mob of armed white guys chanting white power we're okay with that I don't see how we can be okay with that. I don't see how Americans calling themselves patriots like the Proud Boys and all these other groups. Well, we already know what kind of people those are. But what I'm saying is well, I don't see how other people who who prescribe, uh, pretty much subscribe to the idea that they're American-loving patriots and that they love their flag and me, in essence. But yet they don't see or have any kind of alarm that goes off. They don't. They don't. They don't see a red flag or anything. When the president of the United States is refusing to do the transfer of peace, you know, the peaceful transfer of power, and when the president of the United States has control over military groups of civilians, militarized, sorry, militarized groups of civilians. Now, someone else argued with me the other day. He said, those, those groups have nothing to do with Trump. I will wager 
and I don't have any money, but I would be happy to wager that if Donald Trump got on Twitter or got on Facebook or went and did anything out loud in front of America <clears throat> and called for the help of these so-called patriot groups, which are hate groups, which are armed, if you were to do that, if you were to do that, these groups would come to his aid. So I don't, I can't, I can't say to someone when they say to me, well, he doesn't have any control over these groups. I, I beg to differ. Most of them have, have pledged their allegiance to him in one form or another, maybe not on paper, maybe not, you know, whatever. But they undoubtedly, undoubtedly support the president of the United States to the point of self-destruction. And, you know, I hate to say it, but anybody that joins these groups and they're doing it to support the president You've basically denounced your citizenship of this country. Donald Trump's private army is not an army of the United States. It is a terrorist organization. If you are an armed American right now, you're not supporting this nation by joining Donald Trump's militia groups. You're damaging this nation and you're damaging your reputation as a fucking patriot. I don't even know how you could call yourself a patriot. You've given up your flag for a Trump bumper sticker. It's basically it. When you see these Americans marching down the street, armed to the gills, screaming white power, a huge red flag should go up if you're a patriot of this country. That's if you're an actual patriot of this country. Because if you agree to white power and you agree to these armed masses, you're no longer a citizen of this country. Because this country is not and will never be that country. And you just created it yourself. This is Danger Close USA, angry, pissed off American podcast radio. I'll be right back just after these messages. The fuck are you looking at, Trumpster? Uh, messages, yes. I just uh, listen to the recording of Donald Trump. I'll be right back. You know that I've been complaining very strongly about the ballots, and the ballots are a disaster. I understand that, but people are rioting. Do you commit to making sure that there's a peaceful transfer of power? We want to get rid of the ballots, and you'll have a very very peaceful... There won't be a transfer, frankly. There'll be a continuation. Uh, The ballots are out of control. You know it. And you know who knows it better than anybody else? The Democrats know it better than anybody else. Go ahead.
themselves patriots right now that support Trump. I don't, I can't correlate the same admiration, you know, like, oh yeah, you know, I can understand, yeah, you're a patriot still, yeah, you're still, you're, you're doing a fine job there, Mr. Wannabe Pretend Patriot guy. You can't really tell me anymore. You can't, you can't tell me, look me in the eye and say, I love America and I support Donald Trump. It, what? I'm, I, I'm being honest. I mean, if you can sit there and not feel alarmed by the fucking words that are coming out of the president's mouth, then you really can't call yourself a patriot because a patriot would find that alarming and a patriot of this country would be upset about the president of the United States not committing to a peaceful transfer of power. You would be upset by the President of the United States mentioning the fact that he wants to get rid of ballots. You should be upset by what's going on in this country under his leadership. You shouldn't be blaming Joe Biden. You shouldn't be blaming anybody but the President of the United States. But for a vast majority of you, you're content with the idea that we should be blaming Democrats, Black Lives Matter, Antifa, and everything else that's going on in this country, and not the sitting president who has refused to unite this country, has purposely divided this country, purposely empowered and weaponized his side of this division in this country. If you're a patriot, you should be alarmed. You should be worried for your country. You might want to be upset a little bit at the president. Just a teeny little smidgen. Just a tad. Just a little teeny little bit. Just a little, just a little touch of worry. If you are a patriot of this country, you should be alarmed. Not supportive of the president. And that is basically where the danger of supporting a president over your country adds in. So many patriots out there say that they love their country, they love their flag, they're supporting this, supporting that. Where's your love for your country when you hear the president of the United States threatening democracy? Where is your love for country when the President of the United States is refusing to commit to the peaceful transfer of power? Something that has been part of this country and more traditional than freaking Thanksgiving. All joking aside, though, you should be alarmed as an American patriot. I would like to say, for the record, this 
Supreme Court Justice Amy Barrett being appointed to this seat during this time is almost criminal. If you're a patriot of this country, you would be alarmed by Donald Trump's words and phrases and character, demeanor, personality, and everything that he is that makes him who he is, Donald Trump. You should be alarmed for your country. And you would probably not want someone like that to be picking the next Supreme Court justice. You would probably, if you were a true patriot of this country, you would probably say, I don't want this man who's threatened the democracy of this country, who refuses to commit to the peaceful transfer of power if he should lose office, to pick the next Supreme Court judge. Because the Supreme Court then might be the one that have to decide whether or not the people's votes actually matter. You know, when a president is setting himself up for a win without actually winning, that's called cheating in America. A deck of cards doesn't have six aces. Maybe you play a different game of poker. I don't know, but what I do know is the president of the United States is cheating. Going to win this election if you let him, but if you're a patriot of this country, I don't see, that's where I draw the line. I don't see how you can call yourself a patriot of this country. If you support Trump. It's an oxymoron. I don't even like that word. See, as an American, I've been paying attention to the propagandists because the propagandists are the loudspeakers of the true deep state, the true swamp that so many patriots seem to be claiming they are fighting against. They don't seem to get the correlation that the deep state in this swamp they so vehemently try to say they hate and are attacking are actually represented by the very talk show hosts that they tune into almost every day. Those guys out there that chant white power also love to watch Hannity and Mark Levin. And But if you're a patriot of this country, you might want to sit back and say, well, you know, when I say patriot of this country, I mean a patriot of this country, not a patriot of Donald Trump in this country. I'm talking about Americans like me who drew a line in the fucking sand a long time ago and said the only country that matters to me is this country. Not a sitting president. Not an ideology. Not a theocracy. America. Maybe I'm just the last of the Mohicans. I don't know. But it doesn't make sense to me. It never has. I can't I can't do it. I'm sorry. I've tried to do the math and I failed. We love our country and we love Donald Trump even though he's dismantling it. Yeah! Oh! Party on, dude. Right. I'd really like to try the acid you're all fucking on, because it must be some really incredible shit.
John Lennon's still alive, man. I saw him. He was at the Trump convention, man. He was there. I have my days. I label you. I, um... So, uh... I talked about politics. I said a little bit about Amy Barrett. I've talked about Donald Trump and Patriots. And I talk about me for a minute. There will be a link in this episode description to my PayPal. And um, if you would like to donate to my family during this hard time, I would greatly appreciate it because we need it. I was out of work for six weeks because of COVID. So any help would be greatly appreciated. Um, and you can do so just by clicking that link that'll be in this uh, episode's description. If you can't click, uh, you can't click it, copy, paste it into your browser. <clears throat> or you can go to Twitter, DangerClose underscore USA. That's our profile on there, my profile on there. Um, you can come visit me on Danger Close USA on Twitter. It's Danger Close underscore USA on Twitter. And I will have um, all the information posted on there somewhere in my feed. <laughs> but, you know, I, I would like, I would, I would really appreciate it um, if you're an American like me and a patriot of this country and you understand everything I just said for the last 30 minutes. You would take your time to go visit my GoFundMe and make a donation to my family. And if you can't do that, I understand. But please share it if you can. That would be great. Um, You'll also find other ways. If you want to donate and you don't want to use GoFundMe, um, I'll give it to you right now. You can donate to me on PayPal at RustyIronJohnson at gmail.com. That's RustyIronJohnson. Johnson at gmail.com J-O-H-N-S-O-N Rusty Iron Johnson at gmail.com for PayPal Um, On Venmo it's Jeffrey J-E-F-F-R-E-Y Dash Kaufman K-A-U-F-M-A-N Dash USA That's Jeffrey Dash Kaufman Dash USA on Venmo and if you like Cash App, like so many other Americans are using a lot of, um, it's dollar sign family of seven guy. That's the dollar sign, or I think it's it's not the dollar sign. It's just family of seven guy. The dollar sign is kind of like a, I guess a tag for it or something on Twitter. But it's a family of the number seven guy, family of seven guy for Cash App. And these donations are going to help pay my rent, our rent, my family's rent. We're a family of seven. We live in Murphy, North Carolina, probably one of the most impoverished fucking counties or towns in North Carolina. It's horrible here. Um, Redneckville, I'm a blue dot in a red state, baby. Can't help it. But it would be great if you could donate. And, you know, if you want to talk to me or you got some advice for me, something, anything... You can contact me on Twitter at DangerClose underscore USA. I appreciate you tuning in. I'm not done with my show yet, but I wanted you to hear Lindsey Graham crying like a bitch. It might make your day a little better.
help me. They're killing me money-wise. Help me! I need help! Help me. You did last week. Help me again. Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Help me! Help me! Uh, help! <laughs> help me. They're killing me money-wise. Help me! I need help! of dollars in property. I wouldn't doubt it at all. He's probably got millions of dollars invested in stock markets and securities. So when a little rich old man like that's begging for money and you know he's already got money and he doesn't need to fucking beg for money. He just wants to, doesn't want to sell his shit. You know, it's, it's, it's a, it, it breaks my poor little heart. It does. It, it breaks my poor little pudding bumping heart. Uh, isn't that some sort of like it feels satisfying in a way to hear old Lindsey Graham over there saying he's about to be fucking beaten blind by a blank paycheck that something 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 the other guy's getting all the money and he's not and it's just oh poor Lindsey Graham I feel so bad for him and stuff and not really I don't feel bad for Lindsey Graham at all. I'm, I'm glad that's happening to him. I'm glad he's un, un, underfunded and, and begging for money and looking like a, a beggar on, on Fox. Because guys like me in America, hardworking men like me in America, are having to beg so we can support our family. So, you know, it's kind of fucked up. Sorry, but it upsets me when you got a guy like that begging for millions. I need just a few million dollars. I'm only asking for 1800 so I can pay my rent that I'm going to be past due two months. Pay my electric bill. Pay my fucking car insurance. I'm not looking for anything. I'm not going out to dinner on this money. I'm not going to go party on this money. I'm not going to go buy drugs or hang out with rich fucking freaks or anything with this money. It's to support my family. And it just kills me that guys like Lindsey Graham can sit there and beg for millions of dollars while I'm just trying to make ends meet. I'm not lazy. I work. You tried taking some time off from COVID with five kids in your house and being the only breadwinner. And see what the fuck happens to you. See how quickly your savings goes out the window because you have no money coming in for six fucking weeks. And then try dealing with an employer that completely refuses to accept responsibility for me catching COVID, even though a fellow employee caught COVID, was warned for three weeks in advance by foster care, because he's a foster parent, three weeks in advance that his child was exposed to COVID, but instead decides to keep coming to fucking work because... Yeah. I mean, he could have been honest and told the truth that he was exposed to COVID, but because of his religious beliefs and the fact that he's a Trump ball licker, he said to me, well, if it's my time to go, it's my time to go. God's got my back. Uh, That's great. God's got my back too. But, you know, you're supposed to have my back, dick. 
My whole entire family catches this shit because of some stupid fucking redneck who was warned by foster care. His son was in... God, that he was exposed. He knew he was exposed multiple times. Multiple times. Said, fuck it. And then he's bitching that he has no money. He spent fucking $9,000 on a fucking camper. Do I feel sorry for him? You need more toys? Oh, and an ATV and a few guns. Not on the kids that's in his foster care, on a fucking ATV, a fucking $9,000 fucking camper and some guns. That's how I spend my fucking money when I have money, on stupid useless shit. He has almost as many kids as I do. He's a foster parent. He makes money off those children. Ugh, don't even get me started. But yeah, didn't have the fucking intestinal fortitude to fucking say, hey, um, I was exposed to COVID for the last three weeks and you were working with me. And now that my employer has kind of turned his back on me and I was just like, you know, that's great. You know, I'm going for unemployment anyways, dick. You didn't catch it here. Oh, nobody else we fucking know has had it. Nobody else we know has carried it. Nobody. And I was in contact with the only motherfucker who had it. Had to work side by side with him for all three of those fucking weeks. Yeah, God's got his back. He didn't give a damn about my family. Didn't give a damn that I had a three-year-old. Didn't give a damn that I have a wife with Crohn's disease who's highly susceptible to this shit. Who could have died. I could have died. But his religious beliefs and his political beliefs were more important than taking care of other people. Do you understand how irate I am right now? Do you have any idea what it's like to look at your three-year-old who's having a hard time breathing? Do you have any idea what it's like to listen to everybody in your house coughing and feeling horrible and sick? Do you have any idea how worried I was about my wife? Self-centered fucking pricks with your MAGA fucking hats and your Trump fucking flags and your claim to fucking patriotism is bullshit. Wear that fucking Trump hat like it's some kind of fucking marking like the swastika during the Nazi fucking period. And that's exactly what the fuck it is. It's an item of symbolization. You're symbolizing a guy. That hat is your social fucking acceptance beacon. See a bunch of people with blue hats, you're not going to go talk to them. You see a bunch of black guys standing over their red hats, you're going to go talk to them though. Same goddamn thing with the Nazi symbol. The Nazi symbol is the exact same thing as a Trump hat. Oh no! Don't try to make the comparison. Oh, oh! You're undermining the Holocaust, and you're and you're you're insulting all the people that died under Hitler, and blah blah blah, fucking blah blah blah. Let me explain something to you, okay? Vigilance is the way you honor those who died in the Holocaust. Vigilance is how you honor those who died in the Holocaust. Vigilance. Not ignorance. Comparing Donald Trump to Hitler is easy. It's not hard. Anybody with a fucking high school education should be able to do it themselves if they had any education. Look at the similarities between Donald Trump and Hitler. 
I'm not talking about how many people Hitler killed and how many. I'm not. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the words. He brings up the race horse theory. You know that was one of Hitler's favorite fucking things to talk about genetics. It's Donald Trump's favorite thing to talk about too. Apparently, he's mentioned it more than once. He's bragged about his genetic supremacy. He said it at a rally, and those who call themselves American patriots out there, my fellow Americans who call themselves American patriots, didn't have a red flag raise one time. All the people here supporting me have the best genetics. The best, you know, it's true, it's true. All the Trump people that support me have the best genetics. You, you know, it's like the horse, horse race theory. You know that? You know, you know what I'm talking about, right? Right? I mean, that's just one snippet of things that I can compare Donald Trump to when it comes to him and Hitler. And people say, oh, you shouldn't do that. You're, you're dishonoring the Holocaust victims. No, no, I'm not. Again, vigilance is the best way to honor those who died in World War II and who died in these concentration camps of Hitler. Vigilance. Not ignorance. Not denying something when it's right in your fucking face. That article of clothing you wear, that fucking Trump hat and those Trump shirts, the Trump flag and the Trump bumper stickers, all of that shit is the same shit that Hitler used with his fucking people. Possession is nine-tenths ownership. As long as you're walking around wearing his memorabilia, he owns your ass. You've invested into him. You spend money on something, you tend to defend it with all... All that matters. There's not going to be very many Trump supporters out there who are going to burn their Trump hat, but they'll go burn a pair of Nike tennis shoes. You know, because Nike tennis shoes don't represent what they believe in. Crew egg coffee machines don't represent what they believe in. They don't even know what the fuck they believe in. They get told what the fuck to believe in every time they tune into Hannity, Mark Levin, fucking Glenn Beck, any of these fucking people. Janine Pierre, Tucker Carlson. Tucker Carlson is a white supremacist hero. If you ever spent any time investigating them online, he's like their fucking Saint Bernard. So anyways, I had a falling out with the guy at work that gave me the COVID-19. Yeah, had a bad falling out with him. And, uh, you know, it's a long story, but there were some things that he told me during the whole entire time that we worked together. It was very disturbing. And I kept my mouth shut because I wanted to keep my job. But after now, I know that all this fucking shit is off my fucking shoulders. I'm not going to keep it a secret anymore. I plan on going to the authorities, hopefully Monday morning, and I'm going to sit down with either the sheriff or someone that works in foster care and tell them some of the things that he said to me, which I should do right now. But I need some time. I do. I need some time. I need to collect my thoughts. So, and you'll be you'll be proud to know I have another interview at 5.30 this afternoon with the same place I've gone to three times now for an interview. And this is my third interview. So let's hope that this seals the deal. I'm looking forward to it. And hopefully everything will work out for me. And I can tell this other place to go check a flying, flying jump off a fucking bridge somewhere in Taiwan. I don't know. They can go fuck themselves, what I was going to tell them, but I don't know. 
You know, I had a guy sit there the other day, and uh, he was sending me messages on Facebook harassing me, just, just going off. He said, you're a two-bit podcaster with a two-bit show, and you, you're a rambling madman that curses, and you're just so very unprofessional, and I don't like you. I said, well, then I've done a good job. Wow. Because, yeah, this is a two-bit podcast. I, I'm not fucking delusional. It's low budget. Here's my studio. I am a loud mouth fucking asshole. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. That's a. That's a compliment. And I know I'm not very professional. I don't do this for a living, dickhead. This is my show. My show. It's not your show. I don't care how many listeners I have or don't have. I don't give a shit. I don't give a flying. Duck's ass. Speaking of duck's ass. Have you seen South Dakota's governor shooting a duck? Oh, it's fucking just so fucking fantastic. Sarah Palin. It's Palin. What's her name? Sarah Palin? Yeah, I don't know. Whoever the... No, no. I, no, two different people. Two different people. Sorry, sorry, sorry. But yeah, this uh, governor of uh, South Dakota said... Made a video and she's like... And this is how we do social distancing in South Dakota. And then she promptly shoots three shots of, of fucking bird shot at a duck flying over her head. Misses the first two times. I think it took a fourth and a third shot to finally hit the fucking thing. So obviously she doesn't do that very often. But, you know, she shot it. Good job, good job, good job. You did a fine job, Miss, Miss Governor, of proving us, proving to all of us that it doesn't take much to become a governor, apparently. I mean, you know, it just, just basically proves that even a redneck with a shotgun who can't shoot fucking worth of shit can become president. <laughs> governor, I'm sorry, governor of South Dakota. <clears throat> I'm not downing her. You know, I'm, I'm a gun enthusiast too, and I love to hunt. But, you know, doing that just for a political stunt, it's fucking retarded. Excuse my language. I used the R word again. You know, I remember watching or listening to Rush years ago. I kind of had to listen to it because a lady at work with me, she was a diehard Trump fan. Or, not, sorry, not Trump fan, a Rush fan. Diehard Rush fan. Had to tune in a minute. She was beneath me, but yet she had to have control over the radio over because she had to listen to Rush. She had to listen to Rush. She was just like Rain Man. Rush at Rush at 3.30. Rush, Rush at 3.30. 3.30 Rush. Rush. So, um, sorry. Shouldn't have done that. I was making fun of the actor, not like someone that's actually mentally... Anyways. Yeah. Um, yeah, so she always had to tune in to Rush every day, every fucking time he was on. And I'd be fucking busy. So one night I got pissed off. I unplugged the motherfucking radio and put it in the freezer. She came in the kitchen. She's like, where's my radio? I said, I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. No idea. No idea. She's like, oh, God, I'm going to miss Rush. So she goes to her husband's office. Of course, you know, talking about nepotism. That's part of this fucking place, too. Orange Prairie Wildlife Park in Pure, Illinois. Anyways, uh, yeah. So she goes in her husband's office and takes the rest of the time off from work to go listen to Rush in her husband's office and I remember thinking back then that's fucking retarded so I fucked with her and plugged the radio back in and, and put it back like it was always there and a little bit later she came in the kitchen she's like oh well, where'd the radio come from I said I don't know I, I, I have no fucking idea I was in the freezer next thing I know come out it's on I said maybe somebody borrowed it so anyways she goes to touch it and it's fucking ice cold because it was in the freezer she's like where was this in the freezer I said yeah it was in the freezer she goes why was it in the freezer I said because I can't fucking stand rush limp balls I can't fucking stand them. So anyways, she goes get her husband. Her husband goes, she's gonna, my wife's going to listen to whatever the fuck she wants. And me, me, me. Like, well, then she could do fucking the work then because I'm doing all the work while she sits here and, and basically, you know, draws money from this place for doing nothing. Anyways, make a long story short, 
um, the, the rush we happened to listen to that night was about him using the R word that he had used the, the word retarded and that it, it got him in trouble. And he was trying to explain to people that he didn't mean anything by it. And I'm sitting here thinking right now, as I, that word escaped my mouth, I apologize, but I'm not Rush Limbaugh. Okay. I, I'm not going to apologize for you. I, well, I did, but I'm not, I, I don't care. Uh, I do care. And I don't care. I, if I insult somebody with down syndrome, I, or insult somebody with, with a mental disorder, I'm sorry. That's not my intentions. When I say the word retarded, I'm talking about someone's character and the way they're acting and the, and the stupidity that comes out of their mouth. I'm trying not to correlate that to someone that actually has a mental disorder. Okay. And I apologize. And I try to refrain from using it, but every once in a while it comes out. So yeah, I'm lacking that professional undertone and I apologize. But then again, this is my show and I really don't give a flying fuck what anybody thinks, but I don't want to insult somebody that doesn't want, you know, that doesn't deserve to be insulted. And I love to insult people that do deserve to be insulted. So yeah, the governor of South Dakota is a fucking moron. I can use moron, right? Yeah. I don't know what to say anymore. I don't have the words that, 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 that can suffice what America's been going through. I don't have the words to describe what America's going through. I can't, I can't really put my finger on it anymore. I can't. But I can tell you as an American, I'm appalled by other Americans calling themselves patriots during this time in this presidency when the president of the United States has blatantly shown that he should not be trusted with the power that he has in the office that he claims. So when you call yourself a patriot to me, I hope to God that you're a patriot that's well enough in the head, smart enough and intelligent enough and capable enough to be able to look at what's going on in this country and look at the rhetoric and the narrative that's coming from the president and have a fucking idea what it means to be a patriot before you call yourself a patriot. Because if you are a patriot, then everything that Donald Trump has been doing for the last four years should have been a big fucking red flag to you. But right now, even especially right now, you should have a red flag raised. You should be alarmed if you call yourself a patriot of this country. If you call yourself a patriot of this country, then you should not be supporting the person that's threatening to destroy this country. Oh, how is he threatening to destroy this country? If he was to win this election by pure will, by utilizing the Supreme Court, by, by saying that uh, mail-in ballots are illegal, by stealing this election, if he is to do that and he gets away with it, America as we know it is gone. He will not. He, he doesn't have to use the Republican Party. He doesn't even need the Republican Party after that. As long as he has the powers invested into the judicial system, he could start changing laws and checks and balances that were meant to contain him, that were meant by our forefathers to obstruct him from doing what he's doing now. He should have no right whatsoever, none whatsoever, to pick the next Supreme Court justice. Of course, it's in our Constitution. But we've never been faced with this type of president before. If he was a good president, a lot of us wouldn't be so alarmed. If he was a good president, a lot of us probably would not be so upset. But because of the person that he is and the things that he has said, the character and demeanor and who he is as a sitting president, everything and everything, when you add it up, he should not be allowed to pick, to pick the next Supreme Court justice. It would be like loading his own shotgun and shooting people in the fucking face. He can do whatever he wants if this is allowed, if this happens. If Republican Party doesn't stand up and say, I'm not voting, I'm not doing this. 
if people in the Republican Party don't stand up now and put their foot down, if the people in the Republican Party don't stand up right this fucking second and say, I'm not going to help confirm this judge. This is wrong. This president is not a good president. Just fucking be honest. We wouldn't have the problems we're going to have. But if the Republican Party decides, like Mitt Romney, two-faced Mitt Romney, decides to support this, then they are turning their back on this country. They are actually sealing their own doom. Because if he has what he needs in the Department of Justice, he can start changing things. And that means he could even abolish Congress. Oh, don't don't say it's not possible. His fucking base would go along with that. Sean Hannity, a long time ago, even mentioned that the Donald Trump as president, having Donald Trump as president, should mean he has full power. He should have all the power in the world and not have to use Congress for anything. Sean Hannity said it in the exact same words, but what he said was Donald Trump should be able to declare war whenever he sees fit. He should not have to use the Congress for anything. Congress shouldn't even try to stop him. Congress says Congress. And the narrative that went on for a long time was that Donald Trump was eventually going to get rid of Congress. If Sean Hannity says it, Mark Levin says it, Glenn Beck says it, all the propagandists says it, that's what's coming up over the horizon. He is going to abolish Congress. He is going to say all Congress has done is destroy this country, Democrats and Republicans alike. Let's get rid of them both. Give me supreme power while the people pick and choose how this country is going to run. He can do whatever the fuck he wants once he wins this election. And that's what you should be afraid of as an American is him consolidating power and taking power away from the people. That's the next step if he's allowed to continue. So when you call yourself a patriot, you better be fucking calling yourself a patriot of this country, not a patriot of Donald Trump. Because you're just not a patriot if you are. Plain and simple. No sugarcoating, no bullshit. You are not a patriot of this country if you support that president. After everything that's happened. After everything he said, after everything he's done, after every riot and everything else, everything that's going on in this country is a symptom of him. So when you call yourself a fucking patriot of this country, make sure you know what the fuck you're talking about. This is Danger Close USA Angry Pissed Off American Podcast Radio. Your host, Jeff Kaufman, your voice of reason during times of treason, the angry one. I hope you have a great day. Take care of yourselves. Be careful out there. Treat each other with respect and dignity. Do your best, even if they wear a red hat or not. Right now is a very pivotal moment in our country. And the last thing we need to do is to help Donald Trump win this country by increasing the divide between us. If you can bridge the gap, bridge it. If you can't, walk away. Have a great day, America. hoo Why you talk?